I'm Nathaniel Kiefer, writer and GM of Twilight Imperium Renegades, and producer of episodes 41 and onwards of the podcast. I want to thank you for sharing in our journey. The idea that anyone besides the five of us has been able to enjoy this story is amazing. It is my pleasure to present to you this, the final episode of Twilight Imperium Renegades. One success, five advantage, one triumph. One triumph. Oh my god. I hope I roll a triumph this game. Uh, <laughs> this time, this time as his hands begin shaking, he does not clench them. Four. But continues to sort of, to sort of, Pretty cool. and, and, and his eyes dim a little bit, and he unsurely looks around the room for a while, looking up and looking down, as if expecting someone to tell him something. Good thing he's crazy. <gasps> And he, and he continues his shaking. And then I punch him in the crotch. That's another action. Crotch, <laughs> crotch, come on. Yeah, you have to hold crotch for that. Um, um, and then I think I got think, five. I think as a maneuver, <laughs> I can stim myself. Yep. He's gonna roll okay. resilience. So that was that's five. Yeah. No, oh, you're catching him unawares. There's a stealth system for this game. It just Nathaniel's never brought it up. It's sure. definitely leadership to punch in the crotch. You're taking power, definitely. No, it's cool to punch, punch in the crotch. So it's definitely charm. <laughs> and then I'm gonna go Survivor. to. Uh, you guys are at the south one. Yeah. I'm gonna go to the west one. Okay. Uh, by taking two string. Okay. For an extra maneuver. So. Uh, uh, more dice. Much too uh, upset uh, to take his action. Damn so straight. He's gonna, he's gonna defer. Lord, I hurt himself in his confusion. <laughs> more uh, dice. So QB, it's your turn. QB uh, first turns to bug. Did it say I could shoot these things, or is it just like, we, we got a way for you to hack this shit? Uh, it doesn't hurt to try. I mean, I couldn't really do much to keep it all. Cool, around. and as like as you're saying that, he's already like out the door to the next one. Uh, he's going to the one on the east. And just make sure you don't shoot him. Okay, shoot him! <laughs> he, he's, he's going to the one on the east, and he's gonna... Pew, pew, pew. okay, go ahead. That's not the time for that. As you hear uh, Professor Professor Siri's voice. Was Siri in that last? I'm pretty sure Siri was. I guess we'll find out who's alive. I'm a little not sure if you guys will ever die. So let's read the first. Accurate. Ooh, that's a blank on a D12. Yeah, I rolled one too. I kind of countered that blank with like triumph though, so you kind of need to do the same. Four and four. Beautiful. Roll, uh, roll, uh, not roll damage. What's your base damage? Uh, that is, <laughs> that's nine. Nine? Okay, and you had plus two, so ten. So ten. Ten. Ten, cool. Oh, can I also proc blast? Yeah, you had enough advantage. I had four advantage. To activate your critical. Let me think. Uh, I, I had I had two threat, though. That's still two left over. You still have enough to do blast? Yep. Okay, go ahead. Cool, that's an extra damage. Okay. Okay, Punk, your turn. Great. What does the pool, his pool look like? His little bath. Oh, it looks very much like the one you've seen on uh, my knit ships. Kind of like a big, big hub. It's got lots of little wires. Obviously, he attaches them to himself. Some kind of recharge station. Probably how they sleep. 
mm. or whatever that mm. looks like for them. So uh, there's no there's no discernible interfaces. This is obviously not designed to be yeah. you know, typed at kind of thing. So not really a bath in the way that there's like metal liquid that he sleeps in, but no. more like a like a, a charging station. Hub. I use bath simply because the way they come in and out of it is so natural. Yeah. It's like they're sliding in and out. Yeah. So maybe you should jump on his back and like plug right into. I'll him. definitely think oh, about shit. it, but I think I'm gonna pass on this. Because <laughs> no. that's totally the safest oh, thing to do. Shit. I just, don't wanna go I just don't want to go close. He's not a robot. He does not have a USB port just conveniently <laughs> hanging open. <laughs> How Quince. did you find my USB port in the back of my neck? <laughs> uh, would uh, I... Turn it off before it's safe to turn the computer off. Be able to do some... Wait for it to start updating. Uh, coding to drain whatever excessive energy it might have in it to, for like, just, like... Pretty much turn a faucet and make it just like flow into. So that would be like else. disabling the power supply for yeah. oh, pretty so much changing the flow of the energy yes. to another device. Well, what device did you have in mind? That's the thing. You could overload something else. Uh, Maybe the, the north one. Take two at once, potentially. And like, yeah, like two hundred percent one. Makes sense to me. So, okay, so I think what I want to do is, yeah, lines. just do that to the other node and just like it burns itself. Take out. empty one completely and then just bottleneck Channel the other. Oh, one? what you could do yeah. is you could just overload a bunch of plugins in Pro Tools. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you put too many plugins on a track in Pro Tools, it causes a delay. Does it? Like it's it's like a you play it and it's like a half a second or something just because like. It has to it's okay a, compression uh, okay another EQ okay another compression unfortunately the necrovirus is addition so then you just oh, run the oh, whole so this is easy you just run the whole Adobe suite at once <laughs> oh, are you guys, sure this guys. is the final battle I figured out what we need to do we need to overload his auditory sensors uh, the next the end well the mine is audacity so oh man <laughs> so we need to scream so loud that we peak his mic yeah so that's what I'm gonna do so take two out at once that sounds interesting. Six success, three advantage, and a triumph. Damn. Booyah, boy. That computer's your bitch. Fuck now, what did you do on that one again? You my bitch. He, he basically drained That's the what energy he says. from one node yeah. and transferred it all to another. So, like I said, zero. You changed you change the command prompt. Who's your daddy? Yes. <laughs> yes, and and every time someone opens it up, who's your daddy? That's that's what I. You did. deleted system thirty two. <laughs> um, the node that you you sort of overpower, as it were, kind of sparks and fizzes out for a little bit. Mordag grabs at his head sort of absentmindedly while he's looking around the room with one hand and then like like he's got hit with something like someone hit him in the back of the head kind of thing and he slowly brings it back down. And and, and he has sort of this sort of dazed look as much as, as a beaming kind of metal can. Mordai manages to, to collect himself enough to, to raise his hands once more. And that familiar choking feeling uh, begins to surround you once again. Take so, a hundred roll, roll against me, please. But because we know it's coming this time, we get to roll better. Uh, oh, baby, baby, I roll better. There you go. I rolled much better this time. So, 2d8? Uh-oh. Oh, great. <laughs> I roll better. Nathaniel rolls better. Yeah, see, that's the thing, Philip. When you get better, like my, I have to pump my game up too. You know. God damn, like, I gotta, man. Like I gotta match. I gotta keep matching you. You know. Like I gotta. I gotta raise my game. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> okay. Two failure, two threat. Okay. One failure, two threat. Okay. 
Oh, baby. Oh, four failures. Sam. Nice. Same. I was looking at I was looking at successes. Nice. You're, you're un- you two are unaffected. Yeah. Uh, first time I, I, I got the same. Two threes. Yeah, buddy. Uh, same thing as last time. Six damage. Oh. Making more damn my bitch. The first time I've never taken damage from something. No, that's not true. What do the guns on the ship look like? In terms of how oh, structurally intact they are. Uh, well, the Richard. the turret that's Sorry, underneath the ship, of course, is destroyed. Uh-huh. Uh, as is the one that's on the front, because you sort of did like a nosedive. But the the um, dorsal one? turret is still intact. Hmm. Noise, noise. Would that be better than your Gatling? Oh yes. Huh? Oh yes. Yeah, that's nine. I think he rolls the same skill, but it's just more It's damage. nine straight it's ship nine, damage. It's That's nine structural damage. That is 90 damage. Yeah. Oh. Versus yours does basically 20. 20. Yes, two structural damage, okay. so 20. All right. So just, Zero just a bit of uh, drops his gun and sort of slides it at the feet of Mordai, attempting to trip him. But if he's too steady, Zero isn't worried about it because he's already gone running for, running for the gun reach. Gunning for the gun? Using it as a distraction. Right. Did you leave your gun at his feet? Yeah. Mm. No offense, but I think he's powerful than a Gatling gun. He's, he did me 21 damage with his fists. He doesn't need a Gatling gun. <laughs> yeah. He picks it up anyway. <laughs> he throws it at you and does 40 damage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, I spent I spend my turn maneuvering. I spent well, I spend the maneuver to get into the gunnery yes. turret. Mm-hmm. It's not more than 20 feet away. No, because the ship is right on the entrance of the ship. The sad thing is he throws it straight up. You oh, try yeah, to dodge right, it, but it still lands on you. And then I, I flip the power switch turn? on the gunnery turret. That's your turn. I flip it down again. I flip it on again. I'm not sure how long you're going to get it for, but... You guys spin the turret in place, and I do a one long strafing push on the... Be careful. ...attack controls, so that I'm sweeping past Mordai and towards the one node that nobody is standing next to. The north one. Because otherwise, ow. Yeah. Were you shooting, like, down into the, the ship? The is, you kill more. The bad news is, everyone's down. Good news, you kill everyone. Oh. Five success oh and one, two, three, four advantage. Okay. Five advantage, sorry. You have two success and three advantage. Two success and three advantage? Yeah. Ten damage, so three advantage. Is there a crit on the ship guns? Uh, crit guns. It should be. Every weapon should have something. Okay. Cool. I activate it. Okay. Oh, I don't know what the crit on the ship lasers do. I've never used it. it it's well, we're all on the crit table. Thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, after all the percentile. He dies. Yeah. That'd be awesome. And, that would be interesting. Uh, Target <laughs> loses a limb. Hmm. He hasn't even got to that's his fourth That's actually a result. I know. Happen. He's got a lot to lose, though. Yeah. It's not as crippling for him as it might be for some. Yeah, it kind of has like a whole planet of limbs. Okay, I'm I was thinking the... Not more 72. The... 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 the uh, I was genuinely Generally. gonna guess seventy three before you said seventy two. Um, okay, so uh the result I got was hamstrung. Mm. Uh he must spend strain in order to do any kind of maneuver. That's cool. I blast him wow. along. I catch him along the back of his leg. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. God, so that would have never... been really useful against oh. us at any point. That would have made QB's life so much tougher. Why didn't you do it to me? 
handicapped me to death. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, I didn't handicap you. Like, okay, okay. Come over here. Creative. I'll go get the I rusty never... knife. Sorry, that. you haven't enjoyed the campaign <laughs> because you haven't <laughs> been killed enough. Well, yeah. you, I mean, even though every but... time you get a lot of damage done to you, you always bitch. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's different. And like, you um, you want damage and disability. I'm this fucking guy. He's like. Uh, oh man, I I, uh, I don't understand why you're not challenging us, Nathaniel. I took six damage! Right? Like, the final boss did wow. a third of my HP? No way! Wow, <laughs> well, Richard, if you want to use your destiny point to cripple QB, <laughs> That's you cool. can. Yeah, we won't stand in your right. way. That's we will you. all accept that. I'm <laughs> crippling rage with D12. I think, it's reasonable. Destiny point. I think it's reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> if it's really what you want, you know. I, you know, but I, I, I want you to be happy. So if you want to die, <laughs> okay. So if you want to die, it'll make I'm fine. Your it'll make your epilogue much so sure. Yeah, it'll, it'll oh, make no, actually, so look, zero. Actually, I wrote it as if he had a legacy. Oh my god. <laughs> so zero. No one read. Has not trying to legacy. kill QB, but will get there yeah. if QB really wants. Yeah. At least to cripple him or something. I don't want it. He'll, he'll take. He'll take an arm off later. But in the meantime, he shot past Mordai yes. to hit that node. Yes. Trying to sweep the beam across Mordai and onto the node. The node also needs to spin. So that's 100, 100 damage or 10 structural. <laughs> we want to work that out. Okay. So that node that node is more or less uh, toasters. More or less? The only node that's still functioning, as far as you can Good. tell, 11 is damage. The, the east one? Yes, yes the yes. one I'm at now. Yeah. The one that's taken 11 damage. The one that's taken the longest. Oh, you shot at Mordai, not the turret. I shot Mordai first, and then I shot at the 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 second time. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Statement. Three down, one to go. He clasps his hands together, and the aura returns around him. We're back to the front of the round, so it's your turn, Caddix. Oh, I'm sorry, Mordai. Did we uh, strike a nerve? I do do not have pain receptors, Caddix. Those are for imperfect biologicals such as yourself. Yeah, you're still you're still uh, showing the symptoms of pain by kind of doing the whole uh thing. I am not used to my internal structures being damaged as such, and your armada continues to bombard my surface. Statement: We feel terrible for you. It's a shame that you we couldn't be friends. Oh wait, you tried to murder everyone. That's why. I remember now. Don't think of it as murder, Zero. Think of it as... Well, think of it as murder. That's fine. You can think of it that way. Statement. It'll do. Uh, If I didn't have to fight off this armada and you at the same time... Well, that doesn't sound too promising. Like, what, are you having problems kind of thinking two different ways here? There are a lot of ships, child. You tried fighting... Almost 2,000 vessels. Well, if I was a perfect being, maybe I could. Uh, I, I, I'm as close to perfection that, 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 that we can come to. Even 99.9% doesn't equal 100. Uh, 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 okay, go ahead. There's <laughs> <laughs> rubbing salt in the wound. Kiwi was going to yell, fuck him up, boys. Pouring water Nobody on can hear the it. circuits. Uh. Actually, I do have water. Uh, pouring, uh, pouring vinegar right on his motherboard. Oh, he has no. a mother. Whoa. A father on that's his motherboard. That's not what your motherboard said last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should use that next round. <laughs> oh, I should use that next session. Oh. oh. <laughs> Why'd you have to do that? 
Jesus. I said before I walked in here today, if I don't go in, it can't end. <laughs> well, technically, yes, we would have just killed you. So, would have made it a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, you would have been in the fighter. <laughs> being the guy. <laughs> so, we hey, if I was in the, the rest of your group thought you had to strap a bomb to QB. Then he can use his jetpack. If he I was died, the, but at least the bomb was okay. <laughs> if I was in the fighter, plan wouldn't have failed. <laughs> Uh, well, you probably would have tried doing some fancy shit. I suppose it depends on what the plan was. Probably. If the plan was kill QB. Yeah. Well, he's making a plan. I didn't kill him enough, so. They, pro- they didn't shoot the... Uh, yeah. No, no, he would have survived. He just would have been crippled. Yeah. Been best both Honestly, girls. if you didn't I show love, up, you would have been the happiest. I love, you would have died. I love glass cannon shit. QB is the most glass cannon thing I could ever play. Uh, three success, oh, six baby. advantage. He grabs at his temples like he's suffering from a migraine. And, kind of, and, and looks back up at, at this guy and shouts in a loud voice, Where are you now? Uh, hurry up! Oh, yeah, I, I have some meds to help. Oh. You're a machine. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> and then I take said meds and stim myself. All right, back to more dying. Uh, yes, it is. You're right. He teleports onto the top of the ship. So that he's over your Oops. turret. And he ca- clasps his top arms like this, so that they're cupped, and then uh, brings them down onto the top of the turret. Ship has five armor. For statement. <laughs> oh. It probably has a lot less armor than that now. The, the ship's done for. I'm, I'm letting zero roll difficulty against me so he can see if he can get out of the turret. Alright, so you only take five damage this time. Okay. No extra successes. Five damage. Whoop. The turret oh, smashed. Yeah. He won't be able to use this gun again. Say, save to save. Smoke yeah. goes up. Yeah. Nothing but twisted metal left behind. Yeah. This one, however, he had to go through a turret on ship and zero. So his hands are a little mangled now. Statement. Ow. You seem weird. <laughs> also, fuck you. Is there glass or anything else to go through as well? I think glass would do less than metal. His hands <laughs> are mangled. We didn't have any glass. Uh, They're mangled. Cameras on the outside. Oh, I guess. Uh, yeah, QB's just gonna. There's still one node left. Uh, so, so, Bug, you're gonna go before QB this and time. And I'm definitely gonna go to that eastern node. Okay. And that shitty eastern And node. just draw all the power the worst from it. <laughs> so. Actually. Can I interface into anything else? That's all we or... saw. That's all we have. You could try and check out the shit. You want to hack the planet? Go for well, it. like I said, the only other machination in the room is the bomb, besides the bomb, and the other turbine is his bath thing. Yeah. But you said there wasn't really anything to interface on. There isn't anything to interface. It's meant for my net and my net alone. Mm-hmm. Or necro in this oh, case. Yeah. Offshoots. Well, then actually, what I want to do is I want to connect the western node and the eastern node. And run all of the power from the eastern node to the western node, so it goes to like three hundred percent. Is the western node the one that went to zero? That was, was the one west- that went to two hundred. Oh, that was the one that went to. 200. And you were like, it's sparkling, sparking, but like it's nothing's happened. Like it's okay. just that. Okay. So I'm just gonna like completely overload this one and empty the other one. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Here we go. More node stuff. More nerd stuff. Yeah, we node. Another tri- three triumphs on all my rolls. Are you serious? Yeah. 
Not three triumphs this time. Three triumphs. Three, like, like three in oh, a row triumphs. Three, triumphs. Triumph, triumph, triumph. You're so triumph. strict. You're saying three triumphs are all the details. What? Uh, <laughs> uh, you win. You win. Yes, you win. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Never mind. Oh, yikes. Okay, but I want to count my successes. Okay, but it's fine. Three triumphs is good. You got it. Okay, but. That's it. You destroyed every plan. Three success. Three success. Face Rock's fall. Seven advantage and a triumph. Oh, my gosh. You're engineering well today. Just barely. <laughs> Two failures, one despair. Ooh. So you're like, Ooh. <laughs> my my rolls are on point today. <laughs> well, does despair cancel out successes, triumph. or triumph. would that well, specifically do well, something? Like success. plot In action this against. case, I'm going despair versus triumph. That's what I that's what I thought. But so if you didn't have the triumph, I'm nullifying his triumph. But he still had one more success than I did. Oh, okay. Failures. So either way, I still win. You're okay. This if I rolled four success, though. He pulled it up. Or no, like if I rolled three success, his triumph, or his despair would topple my triumph. Or, no. I would topple something, his success. Yes. yes. Something just bad. Something really happen. bad would have happened. Yeah. In this case, I'm just canceling them out and calling it In this case, I succeed. So. Your watch explodes and takes your arm with it. Right, something like that, right? Whoa. So, Jesus. I was, I was considering it, but you beat me to it, so... Okay. Thank, thank God. You have a data pad. I have a data pad. You have a data pad. That doesn't help my arm. <laughs> my arm is gone. I don't know if that was True. a response to that. Yeah, but okay. It's fine, Bug. Look, you can't hack You don't need an arm. No, no, no. I meant like, your watch is gone. Ooh, you can't hack through that. I have a data pad. You could also use them. The despair would have been my arm is gone so because what? my watch. Yeah, your arm is gone, but you, you the watch oh, is thinking so no. short term, and the Bug watch? does not have an arm anymore. That's fine, but the watch would be gone, so you wouldn't be able to hack things with it. Really oh my god, that's the least here. of my worry. Oh, no, 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 see, no, see what you oh, oh no, my Apple Watch. Oh, but see what, what you could do. What will I do? They'll never do this without me in my watch. No, see what you could do is take the data pad, shove oh. it into your arm. And mentally link with your with your uh, oh. like brain input to though? the data. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Am you're, I you're, wrong though? <laughs> from, a, from a practical standpoint, oh, he needs a new tech device if his watch blows up. <laughs> To be able to continue doing the things he has to do. I think that would be the least of our worries. You're not wrong. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. You're just right in the worst possible way. <laughs> You're just... I'm being pragmatic about it. Oh, boy. oh no. Oh, my arm. You're making my face Who's got anyone? Anyone got Let's. That's basically how Zero is about By the time I that. wake up from passing out of all the blood loss, the battle will be won. Yeah. Don't worry about it, Bug. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Did, oh, did man. you cauterize the wound? No. Hack the planet. <laughs> I just put the data pad over it. Oh, Wait, isn't that how you heal? Oh my gosh, that's um, amazing. The 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 aura, rather than just shimmering away this time, kind of expands outwards and kind of like erupts before disappearing mm. this time. Like a blast. And, and, and Mordai sort of grabs at, at like the, at his chest, kind of thing. Like he's something got like a, like a stomach pain or something like that. What is happening? Your worst fucking nightmare, mm. bitch. It's my turn, right? Yeah. He has one more turn. No! Wait, well, I can. No, you, I, can you I deferred. deferred. Oh, that's true. Sorry, you deferred. Right, go ahead. Your worst fucking nightmare, mm. bitch. And QB shoots. Okay, go for it. Super good at him. Yeah. No, just, just the insult was your turn. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Hey, five and five. Hey, hey baby. Hold on, I have to actually roll a whole one. <laughs> hey, your bullets melt still. At least I have an arm. Yeah, so do I. Uh, base damage is nine plus uh, three. Plus uh, three successes. 
Okay. Or two two extra damage rather because you I needed one success to pass. The, uh, the shot the, the shot fires uh, through the back of his neck. We'll just say he was facing behind you because yeah. he's on the ship or whatever. And uh, the the gnomes around uh, his neck snap like sinews of tendons or whatever. And his head kind of limps to one side, held together by a single string. I I don't. I don't understand. I, the descendant of put 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 put, and the lights in his eyes go out. Does he? Fall? And he he drops onto the top of the ship where he was. And as the, the room goes silent, the the continuing sort of blast and, and, and hits of ordinance outside, you suddenly become aware of for the first time. It must have been going on the whole, the whole time. And um, and as you look over uh, around the room, you can see that the fog and mist around the bomb is starting to fade away. Query: Is anyone outside of this room able to receive our transmission? Statement. Instant zero. We are reading you loud and clear. Statement. Excellent. I was hoping that I would reach you. We could use a pickup. Statement. Query. How urgent is the pickup? Incredibly! As he says that, the glass on the outside of the bomb begins to fracture. Statement. Fairly urgent. Statement. All right. (laughs) They got their two seconds too late. The bomb begins to fracture around, and, and, and the, the ichor from within the tank begins to sort of seep out. And you can feel the temperature in the room begin to rise exponentially. Statement. Uh, Gentlemen, it has been a pleasure, I believe. I mean, if I gotta die, might as well be here. You can hear sort of a whirring sound, like something's starting to power up within, within it. We... We were so close. Statement. We have accomplished our goal, one way or the other. I, I guess so. Well, hopefully, uh, Lorm's happy to see me. Through the open hatch of the, the crater, one of the uh, DB0 dropships barges through. And the ramp on the back opens up. Statement. Get in, suckers. Fuck! Uh, <laughs> it can be death. <laughs> Agreement. Let's go. Don't forget to grab Lyra and Bear out of the show. One, one, one by one. Come all along, six X. Of you, <laughs> all seven of you uh, managed to get into the the back of the dropship, and the ramp closes, and you speed away. Not enough time for you to buckle in, so you kind of have to just grab onto whatever and and hope for the best as you rush away from the planet. And and as you leave the room, you can hear uh, a, a large fracture in the in the glass as it finally cracks open, mm. releasing something. And as 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 you fly out, um, the you hear the one of the zero uh, zero models in the front ordering the rest of the armada to fall back. The the large dreadnought in the sky uh, stops firing at what it was firing and turns back towards the planet. And it's in a sudden urgency. And as the ships begin to pull out one at a time, um, you see um, the planet begin to fracture and fray and crack. Mm. And then 
it vanishes. And that's the last image you see as the dropship enters hyperspace. That was 70 days ago. In the meantime, the crew of the Renegade have been busy attending parties, giving speeches, um, taking photos with important congregational members, council members. And you're, you're, brought, you're brought back to Mekotol Rex on several occasions. And every one of their brothers seems to want to give you a, a hearty speech. Uh, races that were not interested at all <laughs> in, uh, in you uh, in any time in the past suddenly act as if they were your best friend all along. Um, but uh, you are insistent to make sure that the right people are honored. Uh, the four of you, of course. Lyra and Bear get medals too. Elder Siri is also honored amongst the star. Thank you! <laughs> um, and Ashley becomes uh, acting president of it. Oh, and no. named in succession when the new grand el when the current Grand Elder dies. Siri's named next Grand Elder. So. Um, unusual for, for the star to name a female as a successor. But. Um, the Mao's Black Swords are given a permanent contract for uh, defending Mechatol Rex. Um... The, the Nalu uh, fleets, of course, return home. Um, they're, uh, they continue to be defensive of their borders, but in the next year or so, they, they open trade with the rest of the galaxy for the first time in their existence. Starting, of course, with the Hakan. And the uh, DB0 models are those who, who survived the fight. Uh, some of them uh, were brave enough to even uh, land on the, the Dreadnought and fight the, the, the Necrovirus from within inside their own ship. So those that survived were, were given um, places of honor where, where they wanted, those that wanted asylum or, or just sort of quiet existence were granted such. Those that wished to continue in military service were, were given the, the cream of the crop, whatever it was they wanted to do. But the, the, the nihilism and Deep abiding apathy. Yeah, uh, that the the zero models were known for for a long time uh, begins to be replaced with a new one, uh, a firm one, but a but a hopeful one. The DB one models are promptly dismantled. So those that were already constructed are also granted asylum and things. Hmm. So, what of the, uh, most of them, most of them, most of them uh, return to uh, the Lazak ships as they were their design. The, the Gashlai and, and Hylar um, f send their very first diplomatic corps to each other. And in 3034, the Empress of Muat and the universes of Jolnar sign a peace treaty for the first time. Mm. Uh, it, their past seems to be finally in the past. The, the Winu make their very first trip to Mechatol Rex since the Winarans split down the middle. And... Um, Though they keep their, their independent republic, uh, they once again uh, acknowledge themselves and have officially changed their name as of 3034 to the Winaran Republic. <laughs> the Arborek, the strange fungal-like creatures, are allowed to continue their life on Nestfar, but are, but are uh, heavily monitored by the science teams on Faunus, and their military ships are decommissioned. Though a, a strict quarantine is placed on their system, and hopefully that'll be enough to, to maintain peace, while also allowing this unique life form to continue its existence. 
the Mentak Confederation, uh, af uh, emerging from the Civil War actually stronger than before, uh, begin to unite the Veil of Tears in a way that's never been seen before. Um, and they gain fame amongst the Galactic Council as the birthplace of the Renegades. <laughs> Those that survived from the Yin Brotherhood um, eventually uh, find their way to the Vale of Tears, and the Mentak Confederation grant them a sort of nature reserve on an uninhabited planet within the Vale, where they are allowed to continue their existence. There are some rumors in the later years that the renegades, as well as other, were assisted by these strange beings. Beings that wore capes and, and, and dressed completely in armor with a blue aura. But these rumors can be neither confirmed nor denied, for as far as anyone is aware, they're just ghost stories. And for the renegades, they never encounter anyone from the Krius ever again. About six months after your battle on Mordai, um, you are uh, contacted. You're still a Mechatol Rex. You've got, got like a little like mansion slash house uh, there that you've kind of got like your summer cottage kind of thing. And you have been contacted by none other than Imna Siid, the, the chancellor who originally led the Lazax to their diaspora into the Exodus sector mm. and the Lord of the Mindnet. Um, on the view screens in your sort of private uh, communications bunker, and the four of you are still together for the time being, um, uh, you see um, outside in space about a dozen warships, all about the size of the ones that were um, uh, orbiting Mechantol Rex before. And the, the lead ship, three times the size of the others, sort of pulls out from the distance. And the view screen flickers to life. On it, um, the the Lazax, as you've seen them, the Minet, this patchwork of organic and mechanical. But even even with their technology, you can tell this being has lived past his prime. Um, he's in he's in desperate need of whatever the Minet call repair, and whether he has chosen not to take that repair or can't, who's to say? But he himself cannot bring him himself to his feet. Instead, he sort of lunges in his sort of bath slash uh, generator. His eyes, his eyes flicker sort of on and off like he's sort of half awake. And he speaks slowly but surely. Renegades, we have never met personally, but thanks to the connection of the collective, I have been aware of your deeds. The Minet have come to a conclusion, my friends. The galaxy does not need us any longer. We are ghosts. Relics of a time that will not come again. None of the Necro are destroyed. Our legacy has passed. We have decided to leave this place and see what is out there. And he sort of gazes into a random direction. Perhaps when your kind has figured out a way to penetrate the barrier around your galaxy, we will meet again. Until that time. And he, the, the, all the mechanical parts of him sort of groan as he gets up as best as he can and sort of does a, a, a bow towards you. Farewell, friends. 
And as the screen disappears, the minded ships, one by one, begin to disappear from the system. Going to... somewhere. And now, it's time for our character epilogues. Excellent. Zero, over the course of the next few months, views all of the attention being lavished on himself and the group of the renegades with something approaching amusement. Because it was not something that he was not going to do. From the moment that he was created, he knew he had a purpose. And he knew he was spending his existence discovering it. And he had discovered it. It wasn't stopping the necrovirus, although that certainly was part of it. But instead it was as soon as the attention started to die down and the requests for conferences to talk about the great victory over the necrovirus uh, finally began to peter out that uh, Zero embarked on his real mission and that was discussing with anyone who would listen and indeed his crowds began to grow and the conferences that he was no longer giving for his victory over the necrovirus were soon replaced with conferences on this topic about the nature of God and eternity and life beyond this one. Zero doesn't ask anyone to follow him and he doesn't mm. indeed ask him to anyone to follow at all, but rather to find. Mm. You don't need to look for it. It's there. Mm. He is there. Bug, your turn. Uh, after the war, this, this big battle, the whole threat that faced the entire galaxy, Bug kind of struggles to cope, struggles to uh, live with what he did, what, mm-hmm. what the crew did, knowing, knowing what came of these, leading these people into battle, especially being the one to so to say, fire the first shot. Yes. So he does, in a sense, go through PTSD. Mm. Uh, the crew doesn't notice him much because, he, again, he keeps to himself, keeps it, keeps it quiet, but um, he just knows this is the end. This is not much, much more of this life for him, and he wants to settle down and be quiet and just to himself. Um, and he kind of expects death as a punishment, as someone's out to get him for all this good he's done, uh, some radicalism, but it never comes earlier than it should. Um, so he finds himself returning to Malice, feel for, for familiarity, uh, and it's not the same place it was, much more quieter, no mal- no malicious intent aside from the name itself. People are just there to get by and live a certain lifestyle that isn't accepted anywhere else. And on that on Malice, he meets a lot of women that seems oddly familiar to him but mm. in in this time of of what's going on in his head he can't really put a picture on it right. but eventually he just feels like she understands him uh he can confine in her and wholeheartedly gets him yeah. so a few years after that uh, they both end up getting married of course um and after this time on uh, malice he he feels his soul is repented and and everything he's done is cleansed so he takes Ophelia, his wife, out into the stars to travel. So he goes and visits his brother and sister on Garbosia, because that's where they spent their time. And he's happy to see that they're happy just living normal lives. They hold a funeral for their father, because they never really did know what happened to him until Bug uh, mentioned this. And all this hatred towards the barony is gone, both from Ned IV and now Ned himself. 
they just they have no reason to hold on to it anymore. Um, after this time on Grobosia, they both Menrophilia go to Vistardi Station, uh, and Bug never works another day in his life for money, but he feels as though he's overstaying his visit because on Vistardi because he's just helping build, help recreate the station, and teach these droids a way of living that uh, that he he thinks they're happy with, and he feels very familiar in this space because he spent so much time bonding and connecting with his older brother that it was second nature to be around a man made of metal. So Bug tries to look after this community much like Divides did with the crew himself. Um, after, he goes and visits the Hylar, and he spends time because he just wants to learn more and more and more. He's very interested in the stars and showing Ophelia pretty much the side of his life that he's lived and being out in the open, and he learned this from his little brother, his like furry son-like friend, QB, because he always did like to travel, always did like to love, um, and have fun. And then that takes him to his his end of travel. He wants to relax. He kind of takes his own advice that he's been giving to his youngest brother. He tells him to work hard, enjoy it, don't turn away from anything, <clears throat> look out for other people, and uh, just relax. Just take it at a step at a time. Um, and Ned never did entertain the thought of having children, but lo and behold, he has a daughter. And uh, she grows up <clears throat> to become this big bright light in his life that he never really thought he had. She grew up by the name of Karnan. So mm. this darkness that he had and carried with him when he was bug kind of disappeared. Now Ned has grown up and he's reached the end of his life. Um, so bug passes, or Ned passes away at the age of 482. So bug, bug passed away fairly young then for the Latin. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted him to, I was like, what's, what's fairly old? But then like he worked hard and he was just like, it was his time. Makes sense. It was more of a choice lived, kind of he thing. He lived more lifetimes than huh? anybody else. Stunned, like a billion <clears throat> uh, So, after the final battle, after the six months that, that passed after, uh, QB found that among all the stress and all the talking and him not being great at it, uh, even though he's getting interviewed and spoken to, and, wow, you were the guy that shot the last guy in the neck. How'd that feel? Great, it fell off. No more questions, please. He he gets camera shy, uh, but even even months later, he's not he's not good on camera. Uh, so what he wanted to do was relax a little bit. So he traveled to Garbosia for guidance, and when he did, he was invited to stay with his people uh, to learn the ways of the Sar, their religion, and, and hang out with the the brass, the top of the top, with Elder Siri and all of them, to learn his history and heritage. And in Garbosia, he helped out on the poorer areas, and he gave hope and built homes. And for a couple uh, a couple of years, he decided to take care of uh, several young Sar children, uh, kind of as a single surrogate father uh he eventually did get ordained as he was already a prophet and he did his best to help his brethren and helped cultivate areas of garbosia into an incredibly lush and livable farmable place mm. but after a short years it's hard for somebody like kibi fox to sit still uh so he left to pursue some islet 
uh, some odd pilot jobs, dangerous or not, and building his reputation as well, the SARS. Uh, and he touted himself as one of, if not the best, pilots of the galaxy. As well as being a member of the Renegades, he gained a lot of attention from those government officials after that. <laughs> Wars may not happen, but having the best flyer in the galaxy means something. One such offer was sent his way to plot a course to somewhere outside of the galaxy to see the stars up close to follow the call of Raj. But on the day of departure, QB decided he couldn't leave. The family he had built for the last months and years and leaving the Sar behind was too much. And he, he decided he couldn't do that, gave it to the second in command and walked off the ship. Uh, while the combat and the danger never really left QB's side, he knew he could do a lot more. So what he did was go back to Garbosia and open up a flight school. Hmm. He shared his skills and the love of flying and the stars with his students, intent on being a better and truer man than the person who taught him, already on Dravik. QB trained some of the best future pilots and flying aces from all the races, gaining, gaining even more galactic renown. Everyone wanted to learn from the great QB Fox, saver of the galaxy and savior of the SAR. QB never really took another lover, though, but he was propositioned by a lot of people. They recognized his renown and remembered the one video he was in oh as the Bionic Commander. But his people and the children that he took on as his charges and the students that he had at the school were an extension of his family, his children. And for him, that was enough. And maybe the Fox name would have been passed on to other people that may have taken it as he adopted them, but that might have happened. But if it did, he taught him well enough that it wouldn't have been tarnished. And of course, between all of this, he made plenty of time for his family, the Renegades. But that could lead to another story. Hmm. Well, after everything that transpired, Cadix kind of took a reevaluation of his priorities. Um, in the back of his mind, he always really wanted that to seek out that revenge of what happened. But again, that that's really all behind him now. Um, for Cadix, after after all of this, um, through through the parties that we had directly after getting to know everybody, Cadix is a schmoozer. What ends up happening is these you hear these things on the news of peace treaties here and ceasefires there and stuff such as like the Federation and the Letnev getting on better terms, um, you always hear one name kind of going alongside that, Caddox. Um, he helps out with kind of negotiating, making, making sure that everybody is on the same terms, is talking with each other, not just shooting at each other. I'm pretty sure there was also some of the MindNet tech left over from the battle, a couple of ships that were left over. Um, yeah, it'd be great to kind of hoard that or to kind of hide it away, but what's even better than that is to open it up to everybody. Caddox, um, I feel, be instrumental in really setting up the, the way the new galaxy should be run, the way it should be kind of handled. And um, one quote that kind of sticks out all the time, it's become infamous over the years, is no more is there space between us. Mm -hmm. We are one, and as one, we should do the best we can. 
that kind of sticks out to every single person that if you feel it needs to come to conflict, maybe you should kind of sit back and wait. In his spare time, he also wanted to stick with Lear, stick with Bear. And just the fact that a kid can come from a Hakan and a Nalu. Yes. And that they so revere family, they so revere a new life in the Nalu Collective. He wanted to really focus on that, broaden their horizons with the help of Lyra, really show them what is possible. You don't just need to go Nalu and Nalu. You can do all these different races and have, well, a whole bunch of psychic children. But at the same time, you can you can start a new species. You can bring yourself back from the brink. And this this is kind of what his focus was over the years, was to not focus on the negative because the negative is always going to be there but focus on the positive to make it better make make mm. a better galaxy than what we had than what the minet had and mm. make sure that nobody's really left out picture if you will a scene it's about 3033 the young federation tech officer named jason MacArthur is working away at his computer terminal it's about two in the morning Running on caffeine and what's left of his adrenaline. He's been tasked for the last few months to siphon through all of these seemingly meaningless transmissions from the Exodus sector. Identified, unidentified, tactical strategies, random communications. Everything's got to be filed and classified and put in folders and stacked neatly on his superior's desk. And the deadline's getting close. And... And at 2.30 a.m., he's far too focused on his own work to worry about the footsteps of his superior coming in behind him. Jason, are you still up at this hour? Why haven't you gone home? Oh, sorry, boss. I just, I just, the deadline's in two weeks, and I'm just trying to get this finished. What is it that you're working on? Uh, audio transmissions from the Exodus sector. Uh, some of them are archived from, from radio relay towers and leftover MyNet listening posts and stuff like that. I'm just, uh, it's just, uh, it's 2.30 in the morning. Why don't you go home? I, I'm almost done. I, I've got one last, I like one last audio file i got to siphon through, but it doesn't make any sense. What do you mean it doesn't make any sense? The coordinates, the, the where it's coming from. It's from the Exodus sector, yeah, but it's almost like it's like it's it's in the right place vertically, but not the right place horizontally. You're losing me, Jason. It'd be like if a transmission was coming from underground. Underground transmission in outer space? I, I know it sounds crazy. I, I just I, I'm just trying to ignore it and, and siphon through the data. It's all in these weird, wacky alien languages. But I managed to translate a few words. I, I don't understand. This, this could be nothing. Well, what does it say? Let me see. And his boss pushes his chair off to the side and leans close to the computer. It's just three words, Jason. I really see? What the hell does that mean? I don't know, boss. Should, should, we, should we report this? No. It can't be important. Right? And with that, gentlemen, I would like to announce the end.
this point nice. like a year of work from you. Oh. Good job, microphone. You did 30 the best. weeks wow. of recording. Yes. 30 weeks of playing. Yes. Six oh. months of writing and doing everything before that. Oh. For Seven you. months. <laughs> Uh, it's Amazing. been a fantastic journey. I hope you have all have fun. It's my sincere hope that you've had a good time. Experience, no. <laughs> and uh, and been able to play uh, a character who's been both fun but maybe different for you, or maybe someone you really enjoyed. Or it whatever. has, in fact, been really great, and we'd kind of like to show our appreciation. So stay right here. I really like playing QB. No, I couldn't tell Richard. He's my Not at all. like I, I like I make a lot of characters for things. Like oh. I do a lot of roles for stuff, but like it's incredible the kind of stuff that we've gone through. It yeah. has been an incredible journey for me. I've never ever written anything. We've gone to explore the galaxy and like yeah. it's really important. This is from the group of your players. Oh my god. It's really important that. Uh, oh, it's a new hyphen drive. <laughs> <laughs> it's a class two. It's, it's actually it's a class point. Five. Five. <laughs> this is zero. We get there instantly. It's a it's a class point well, three, three hours. I have a feeling what it up. might be. Just it's safe. <laughs> <laughs> it's our next campaign. We're not the juniors. <laughs> It is, in fact. Weenie Hut Jr. It's attack. really big. I didn't realize the box was this yeah, big. That's Where did you keep this? Under my bed. It is, in fact, it's Twilight massive. Imperium 4th Edition. That's, well, it's actually 3.5. We couldn't oh. find 4th. The, uh, the title art that has been our poster for... The series. entire series. But they copied off us. Still of course. I cannot I cannot present. wait I cannot wait to play this. I will make sure that our first game is the five of us. Mm. That's a guarantee. Weekends off. <laughs> Absolute guarantee. Uh, not this weekend because I'm in Niagara Falls. But oh, nice. <laughs> soon. Very mm-hmm. soon. Thank you so much. No um, I'm gonna give Thank you, you. an air group hug. <laughs> air group hug. Uh, air group hug. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you listening and for you guys uh, we're not quite, quite done with T.I. Renegades and Chess yet. Next week, we are going to have our roundtable discussion slash panel. Um, you will have the chance to both ask me any questions you want about my game design or why certain NPCs were the way they were, what would have happened if... And you also have the chance to ask each player about choices they made and why they did certain things and whatever. So come with your questions. Richard, thank you so much, Paul. Thank you so much, Kirk. And thank you so much, thank Chris. Thank you. My pleasure. Uh, mm-hmm. Excellent. I think handshakes are in order. All right. All around. Uh, Good game. I think uh, tearing that box open. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Good night. Good night, everyone. Hey, this is Richard, player of Kiwi Fox and producer of the Twilight Period Renegades podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate every single view, every single download. If you want to start a direct dialogue with us, you can go to twitter.com slash Renegades or use the hashtag Renegades, which we also track and talk to us. Send us a couple messages because we want your input. We want to know what's good, what's bad, and we want to know how much you're enjoying the show. We really appreciate these comments, so send them in. This is a original story written by Nathaniel Kiefer and produced again by Richard Jealousy. Twilight Imperium Renegades is set in a universe created by Christian T. Peterson for the Twilight Imperium set of board games produced by Fantasy Flight Games. Twilight Imperium 4th Edition is out on the market. Pick it up. It's an eight hour long board game but 
trust me, it's the best board game we've ever played, and clearly we want to share that with you guys, because, well, we made this whole podcast in that universe, so that's pretty cool. Music is produced by Maxo. You can find them at levelmusicmaxo.bandcamp.com. Songs used in this show are Frozen Foot, Vast Space, and Breakneck Subway. The cast of Twilight Imperium Renegades is Nathaniel Kiefer as the GM and every other character that is not our main party. Christopher Kiefer as Divides by Zero. Philip Zivkov as Bug. Kirk Dawson as Captain Caddix. And Richard Jellison as QB Fox. 